Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. And we would like to thank our sponsor, Locum Story. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, Locum Tenens might be a solution for you. If you're considering Locum Tenens either full-time or on the side, you probably have a question or two or 20. Fortunately, Locum Story has the answers you need. It is packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians just like you. LocumStory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information where you'll find all kinds of super handy tools that let you see Locum's trends for your specialty. Be able to compare it with different Locum's agencies. And there's even a quiz to help decide if Locum's is right for you. The Locum Story blog also features content and perspectives from actual Locum's physicians who have firsthand Locum's experience. LocumStory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about Locum. So everyone, make sure to check out LocumStory.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, I am glad to be back with you with another episode. We have had a good deal this year about taxes and some more coming in the near future. We've talked about in episode 27 with Toby Mathis of Anderson Law Group, some tax strategies with a tax attorney. So make sure to check out that episode. If you haven't yet, I talked about in episode 21 the biggest tax deduction for small practice owners and 1099 physicians. We've talked about Roths this year and some of the tax implications there. And we have another podcast I've actually already recorded that's going to be episode 38 coming out in December with even more thoughts on taxes. But I wanted today to share with you some of my personal story, my personal journey about the biggest tax deduction that I had. And no, it's not a cash balance plan that we talked about in episode 20. It's not a 401k. It's not uh, adding my kids on as employees. You see, uh, what happened is back in 2008, 14 years ago, I made an acquisition, an acquisition of clients. And so... Set, set you up for that. In 2007, I had been working for another financial advisor for about four years. We had been blessed with receiving some inheritance from my great aunt who had passed away. And I really wanted to secure my future and be a partner and not just be another employee that could get fired for any time or any reason. And as I talked to my boss at the time, he was dead set against it. 
he did not want to give up ownership or control, you know, not even a fraction of an ownership, did not even want to entertain the conversation. And so I started looking around. I said, all right, fine. You know, if I'm running the show around here and making you a lot of money and uh, all of that, let me see what else is available out there. And so I went and, and uh, talked to some business brokers. There's a website for financial planners called FP Transitions. That is business brokers that specialize in financial planning sales. And so I talked to those, those guys and talked to people in Colorado and inquired to quite a few more and ultimately had this one in Minnesota. And so I go and, and fly out all the way to Minnesota. I'm nervous, not really sure what to expect, but I am expectant. I'm excited about this opportunity. And I thought, man, here we are in this situation right now where we're blessed. I have no debt whatsoever on our house. We owned our, our house clear and free, which was tremendous and a blessing. We had no student loans. We had no car loans, none of that kind of thing. And what happened in that initial meeting was I got to see some of the numbers behind it. And I asked for some more data and about the opportunity. And I think um, at the time, my partner and myself, we all thought, gosh, this could be a great fit. At the time, I was told this gentleman's going to go on a book tour and he's going to bring in a whole bunch of other leads. And clearly he was great at sales. And then I flew back home and I just, I just knew in my gut that this was something I was supposed to do. Little did I know uh, of the journey I was about to go through. And... I uh, talked to my folks, I talked to some other relatives, and I have them fly out with me a second time. And I, I paid for their flights and all of that stuff just so we could all look at this opportunity together. And we all talked and checked it out, and, and more than anything, they believed in me. And perhaps they didn't fully understand the business and the numbers and all of that. But at, at the end of the day, we went forward with it. And this purchase was supposed to be a $3 million purchase with a $1 million down payment. So I go and, and borrow money from my folks and end up doing this, this deal and putting all of our eggs in this basket, right? I'm 27 years old. I figure I got time that worst case scenario, you know, things don't work out well, that I can rebuild. And now let's take a moment for a quick commercial break. And we would like to thank our sponsor, Locum Story. Have you ever considered a different way of practicing medicine? Whether you are burned out, need a change of pace, or are looking to supplement your income, Locum Tenens might be a solution for you. If you're considering locum tenens, either full time or on the side, you probably have a question or two or 20. Fortunately, locum story has the answers you need. It is packed with unbiased information and advice from physicians just like you. Locumstory.com has nothing to sell. It's simply a resource for information where you'll find all kinds of super handy tools 
that let you see locums trends for your specialty be able to compare it with different locums agencies and there's even a quiz to help decide if locums is right for you the locum story blog also features content and perspectives from actual locums physicians who have firsthand locums experience locumstory.com is the perfect place to start if you want to learn more about locum so everyone make sure to check out locumstory.com and the good news tax wise is when you make an acquisition like this the tax consequences can often be negotiated and so we went back and forth even after the acquisition on some of the tax stuff and the cpas really coded it so that there was a big deduction for me in year one but then a lot of that down payment and whatnot was spread out over time i also made sure that there was earnout as part of it i've talked about some of this before but the tax side of it was tremendous for me for years now the bad news was that unfortunately some of the numbers were manipulated and weren't accurate and true in terms of the acquisition and what I was actually acquiring and what I was actually expected to receive. And then on top of that, this was August 1st, 2008, when that acquisition closed, uh, the financial crisis and the Great Recession hit us crazy hard just a month later. So it was bad numbers and bad timing, which led to here I was brand new in an area I'd never been to and uh, had no family, had no connections, and really was restarting our lives in so many ways. And um, because the acquisition didn't turn out the way that it was supposed to, the revenue didn't come in like it was supposed to, which meant I had these huge tax deductions for years afterward. Now, if the revenue had been what I had originally projected, then the tax consequences still would have been fantastic in terms of having a huge tax deduction. And in taking loans from my folks, I didn't get taxed on the gift, if you will, but it wasn't a gift. I had to pay them back monthly, but that wasn't taxable to me. And that but I still got a tax write-off for the actual acquisition. So I used leverage for the acquisition uh, with the down payment that led to some big, big write-offs. And overall, you know, I actually didn't have to pay any federal income taxes outside of some FICA until like 2018 or maybe even 2019. So I think the, the very last of the tax write-offs was just a couple of years ago. And now we're, we're paying taxes out the wazoo. And so I tell you this story and encourage you to be thinking about on top of doing some of the great things that we've talked about before, like a cash balance plan, like an 831B, that acquisitions, acquisitions of a business can be fantastic write off. And hopefully if it goes really well, you know, it'll cash flow too. And if you're using leverage like I did, you get a write off your investment still while you have a pretty low cost of capital, which is why I think family loans, lines of credit are all fabulous ways of doing it to help yourself make an acquisition. If you look back on my journey, I did something similar again through Empire Flippers 
and stuff that happened there. I will tell you that the amount of write-off that you get depends on how conservative or aggressive your CPA or whoever is preparing the stuff with will can vary. You know, you ask one CPA, they might write off the acquisition over 20 years. You talk to another CPA, they might help you do it all in five to 10, which helps to lower your taxes in the short term. And when you're making 300, 400, 500, 600,000 dollars, you know, that tax deduction is a huge deal, huge deal. Uh, but you have to do it right. You have to have the right pieces in, in place and um, have to have good CPAs on your side who will help you take advantage and legally reduce your taxes. And I would say um, since that time of the acquisition, I've thought about doing it again. The main con in, in my case being that I'm not sure I want another 50 to 100 financial planning clients. Right now I have 100 and the amount of work that would be involved, frankly, I don't have the time or capacity. Kind of gets back to my last episode of slowing down and speeding up. I decided that acquisition of financial planning clients wasn't a way that I wanted to do that. Uh, but there might be other things that I would be interested in that wouldn't take up as much time, might be a little more passive, because anytime you're dealing with clients, as I do, it takes a lot of time and effort and energy and consistent follow-up and uh, it's not something I can just hand over to somebody else when I'm the person making the acquisition and I'm the person servicing people. Obviously, I could end up hiring somebody that does those kinds of things, but that's a tough hire. That's someone to manage. And then you have the cost of the person as well as the cost of the acquisition. So at this point, I would say it's not something I would do again today. But if you are someone who is looking to speed up in life, this will help you so much. And if you have the staff in place, right, that can help you service the existing patients and whatever, um, that can be a fantastic way to grow your income and speed it up and get a huge tax deduction at the same time for that growth. So I hope that maybe inspires some of you today. I've certainly made mistakes in this arena, and I would love to help anyone that might be thinking of, of the same thing and considering doing acquisitions. As a matter of fact, I wrote a whole book on it that I've never even published on Amazon. So if you're curious about that book and want to check it out, maybe want to do some consulting, on an hourly basis, I would love to speak with you and help you as best as I can. Feel free to email me, Dave, D-A-V-E, at David, D-A-V-I-D, Deniston, D-E-N-N-I-S-T-O-N, dot com. And for the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, this is Dave Deniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent 
financial advisor, where to the point now I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30-minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. They may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much and have a good one. Bye-bye.